You're listening to the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show, number 41, and I'm Eric Render King Fisk. Before we begin, I have a short programming note. I have not been able to do this podcast for the past couple of months for a handful of reasons. Most notably, I had an accident in the middle of winter. My son and I had a freak accident while sliding down an icy hill. Tumblefisk, my youngest son's new nickname, is fine, but I did have some damage to my muscles in my back, and I had a compound fracture of my L1 vertebrae. I was in severe pain, but on some really good pain-killing drugs, and I was also sleeping about 20 hours a day until recently. This is the first Saturday since the accident that I've been pain-free enough to do this podcast. I need to thank everybody who has reached out to me and kept me in their prayers. Thanks to all the members of the Electric Speakeasy who have kept in contact with me during the healing process. And then you guys have been yelling at me to get back behind the microphone. There's also the countless Facebook and Twitter friends that have kept asking me if I was okay and if I needed anything. This unique family that we have, retrocentrics, classic movie fans, vintage aficionados, indie gearheads, the whole lot of you are really special people to me, and I could not have healed this quickly if it wasn't for all of you guys. Also, my beautiful wife and two wonderful sons. During this time, you guys have really helped me a lot to keep my chin up and my fedora on. As for the podcast itself, I have a huge backlog of recorded interviews from the past couple of months that I'll be using as material for future shows for the next couple of months. In this edition of the Fedora Chronicles radio show, Doug Plumb and I spoke with Angelo from Disorganization 13 at last year's Comic-Con in New York City. This podcast has been brought to you by Penman Hats, handcrafted fedoras made right here in the United States. PenmanHats.com be sure to also check out our own product line at Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles for t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other items with our logos and slogans. Also there on our Zazzle page, you can check out our latest version of our logo, Modern Fashion is Dead. Once again, that's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Once again, here is Doug Palumbo and I talking to Angelo from Disorganization 13 at last year's Comic-Con in New York City. Say that. Um, just sitting in the press room, I had somebody just come up to me um, while she was charging her uh, her iPad, and she says, "You got to interview my friend." Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, "Sure, I'm going to be here until seven o'clock. Just send him by." She sent you a text, mm-hmm. and you came up, and you had said, "Hey, I am Angelo from Disorganization 13." Here I am. I'm interviewing. It, it's it, it's appreciated. A lot of a lot of Disorganization 13 fans are kind of like that. We meet them here, or there, and they. Apparently, are obsessed with us and tell random people stuff. So, oh. who knows? How, who knows how we got to this place? And, Can you and tell us what Disorganization Thirteen actually is? We actually, well, I actually can if I go insane for a second. Um, so, Disorganization Thirteen is actually a society that we set up a couple of years ago to get people who are good performers, people who have something to say at a convention like this, but otherwise really wouldn't get a chance to come here. There was someone who uh, told me this this pretty crappy story about how she has been trying for six years to get this panel ideas of hers accepted to any convention. She's been trying four years just to get it accepted here, and no one's ever responded to her. Uh, what we do is we basically bring all of those panelists that otherwise wouldn't be seen under under one name 
that name being Disorganization 13, and basically put it forth to conventions as Disorganization 13's blah 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 right. uh, which allows basically people who have a lot of stuff to say and a lot of expertise to be seen in a huge forum like this. Um, sorry for punching the back there. It's not my, it's, it's not my blackboard, so oh, go okay. ahead, punch yeah. it all you want. Um, so to be seen in a huge venue like this, uh, where otherwise they would they would normally not be. Because okay. I, I would love to be on a panel talking about podcasts. I've been doing this for about a year. Then you should be on a Disorganization 13 panel about podcasts. Get, get me on it. I'll, Definitely. I, I will yeah. show up. Now, the reason why we started the Fedora Chronicles mm-hmm. is because we had been thrown out of so many other websites, whether it was an Indiana Jones mm-hmm. or... Or um, classic movie fans, or just any other kind of retro style forum, because um, Doug and I have both sort of made um, a name for ourselves to sing to fellow fans of the retro centric genre get off the couch, mm. shut off the DVD player, shut off the computer, get out there and get engaged in life, go out and do something. And that sounds like that's something that you already started, you've already done yeah, that. We, um, it- the story of Disorganization 13 is actually kind of a, a crazy one. Um, it actually started because we were trying to get one of our friends to do that exact very same thing. Um, one of our friends just said, no, I don't, I don't want to go to conventions. It, just, it sounds like so much work. It's so yeah. much stuff that I have to do. Um, and then we're like, okay, what if you were a speaker? At the convention, because we had a couple connections. You know, we've every member of Disorganization 13 has been doing panels way before Disorganization 13 happened. Um, and he's still like, no, I'm not sure. We're like, we'll do panels with you. And finally, we basically got him to come and do a panel with us. Uh, and it was, I think it was at, on Kingdom Hearts back then, which uh, it's, an, it's a newish game. You know, you might have heard of it you know, by Square Enix. Good game. Um, Anyway, we, we go there, uh, and we're normally, we're used to, like, getting maybe 50, 100, 150 people. The line was out the door, and, like, like it took forever, and we just, we packed the room, and we had no real idea why, other than the fact that we brought people who hadn't talked before. Um, so then, in subsequent years, you know, we came up with the name Disorganization 13. It, it's actually, because we started talking about Kingdom Hearts, uh, it's based on the Organization 13 from Kingdom Hearts. So yep. we, put, we put that, you know, in before that, and then we eventually had nothing to do with that because we don't want Square Enix to sue us. Um, yep. and, um, and then we started doing more panels. Uh, actually, the, our big panel here, Spoiler the Panel, which is actually a comedy routine we do um, about the ends of comics and movies and animes and stuff like that, where we spoil the end in funny ways. Um, that started when we were all drunk one night, smashed out of our ass yep. um, one night, talking about, um, wouldn't it be great if we did a uh, panel that had nothing but spoilers on it. Yep. Um, and we were like, oh, it's going to be amazing. There's going to be visuals. There's going to be stuff going up on, to- on the screen. And we're going to have an hour of scripted comedy. And, like, we were... It was bourbon. Uh, we, were, we were just sitting there... Sitting- I like bourbon. Uh, yeah, bourbon. It's, it's drink of choice other than Scotch, the, the elixir but, yeah. of life in some <laughs> certain countries. And- yeah. And we're like, we're like, oh, it's going to be amazing. And then, like, afterwards we thought about, like, that's not going to happen. And then randomly we just decided, let's do it, you know. And here we are. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Under the umbrella of Disorganization 13, what sorts of topics do you cover for um, your uh, panels? Okay, so we do, we do a bunch of different panels. As I said before, Spoiler, which is probably our biggest hit, um, is, a, is a comedy panel. 
we, we basically do an hour of scripted comedy uh, with a PowerPoint presentation going that everyone loves, everyone has a big laugh, and we're really proud of that. But we've also done stuff, we do a panel on fan fiction that looks at fan fiction from a different point of view, from a literary analysis point of view. We do panels on specific comics and movies and animes where we go deep and analyze, you know, the different, whether it be psychological or or, uh, philosophical merits or flaws of these different uh, series. Um, And that could range anywhere from, like I said, the anime side to the comic side. We'll take on anything. Um... We've done panels based on video games. Uh, we, we're going to do um, a panel actually based on cooking. Uh, we're going to teach people ha- uh, geek cooking, recipes that you've seen in your favorite movies and video games and stupid stuff like that. We're kind of jacks of all trades. That's actually uh, kind of funny. We're, uh, <laughs> I'd actually like a Cardassian sunrise. Do you know how to make mix one of those? Actually, I don't particularly, but we actually have a book that has a recipe for for all these for for everything from sea salt ice cream to like to you know Kardashian sunrise to just about anything you could possibly think of, and and there are apparently actually recipes for this. So we're gonna Absolutely. you know like hopefully next year we'll be able to bring people in and do that. So not to be blunt, but besides the cookbook that you just mentioned, what do you or does Organization Thirteen in in general get out of doing? Uh, hosting these panels and organizing all this? What ego boosts? Okay, um, but no, um, fair enough. We always say that that we'd like someday to be able to make a lot of money off of this, but we're not making a lot of money off of this. We're actually not making much money at all. If we if we perform at colleges or something, you know, generally they will pay a hundred bucks, you know, maybe fifty bucks to each of us. Uh, our, our, the most we've ever gotten for a performance was five hundred. Uh, but when we do big things like this, like the New York Comic Con or like Otacon or San Diego Comic Con or something like that, uh, we're doing this totally pro bono. When we travel, it's all, yeah. all out of pocket. You know, the hotel and, and, you know, rooming arrangements, all out of pocket. Food, all out of pocket. We're just here. And we do this because, well, we want people to be heard. Like, I mean, if we're doing something for a college and getting paid, it's because they've seen us here and they want to bring us there, and we're not going to tell them don't pay us because we're broke. Uh, we all have day jobs. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a games and media journalist in my day job. Uh, we have a teacher. We have someone who works in pharmaceuticals. We have, like, a lot of different people with a lot of different day jobs. Um, but we do this. You know, we devote a good chunk of our life to this just because... We want people to hear what we have to say. That is exactly yep. what like, we're going right going through right now with the Fedora Chronicles. Because the thing is, is that like, I mean, we want to get retrocentrics mm-hmm. out of the house and get involved in doing things. Mm-hmm. And it's like we just said, but listen, we're, we're just going to go to Comic Con. We're just going to put a microphone in the middle of the floor in the press room and invite people over and just talk. And it's like, damn, I gotta just admit, I, I'm digging your energy. You I'm, really, I'm, I'm, dude. It's always nice to meet someone who's doing something along the same lines. Like, the, you know all that stigma that, like, geeks get? We always use the word geek, but we use it lovingly. We're, we're, when we're talking about each other. Yeah, you know, like, that's sort like, of what we're like saying. Doug's a big geek. I mean, you got to love him. <laughs> Don't have anything to Go say for that. it. Come no. on. No. Um, <laughs> no. Um, no you know, comment. We, we just we we believe that you could take a little bit of pride in like these things that you like. If you're really into like old retro movies, yes. if you're really into like like golden age comics or if yeah. you're really into anime or video games or something like that, you you should be proud of that because you know what? The amount of knowledge that 
people, you know, along the same lines have, you know, like like the the, the encyclopedias of knowledge, the things right. that people go through. You've seen the cosplayers, you yes. know, yeah, well, like in their amazing costumes. If you could just imagine, if we could just pick, put a visual picture in the minds of the listeners right now. There are some strikingly beautiful women walking around the convention floor wearing the most outrageous, inventive costumes. Whereas if you wore those out on the street, you would be arrested. Mm, yeah, yeah, I guess. For <laughs> indecent you know, exposure. But here it's acceptable, and I'm okay with that. Actually, you know, you know what's funny? I, I have a funny story about that. Um, we went to Otakon um, this year uh, to do performances, um, and uh, here, here's the thing. We're, a, a lot of our stuff we label as mature content, um, because, personally because, A, we're not doing, you know, fluffy panels that, you know, is just, oh, look at, look at these pretty pictures. We're trying to have intelligent discussions, and partly because we don't know when to stop cursing. We all come from New Jersey. We have such a hard time watching our mouths. I'm really sorry to everyone out there, but it's really, really difficult to not drop an F-bomb every so often. So just because they heard one of our panels once and they heard us slip saying an F-bomb, they put us into an adults-only panel, which normally they show, like, the porn releases and stuff. There's porn releases here? Uh, I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So we go there, and we're like, okay, so we're stuck in an 18-plus panel. Uh, We're going to make this panel. This was spoiler, by the way, our comedy thing. Um, We're going to make this panel the pantsless version of spoiler. If you are in this (laughs) panel hanging out with us, you get to take off your pants and just have a good time. If if you're going to get stuck with an 18-over label, then you might as well take advantage of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, But they got really upset. They're like, this is indecent exposure. This is horrible. And then the very next day, they put up pictures of, like, people cosplaying, like, in basically underwear, you know? And not that there's anything wrong with that, because I love that. But indecent exposure, my ass. Like, well, literally it my is. ass. It literally but, yeah, is. No, it literally um, is your ass. Uh, so, you know, and, and I'm probably shooting myself in the foot here, because Otakon will probably never invite us back. Now that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm talking bad about them. But we actually love you, Otakon. We're just making jokes about you right now. Um, but every convention since has basically been like, yeah, you want to take off your pants, go for it. We're not like that. You uh, know? There was actually a guy walking around here. He had long underwear underneath everything and a, a child's Superman T-shirt and a um, child's Superman underoos, Superman underwear. And it was just like, you know what? You step out this door, you could get arrested for that. But here, it's absolutely, totally, I don't want to say normal. No, it's normal. And I don't think the people are wearing, um, because there are some very professional-looking costumes, whether they're bought or handmade. There are some fantastically intricate costumes done. Uh, But the ones that that are um, less than stellar, I think more often than not, they're not meant to be serious. They're actually doing that. As a joke themselves. Yeah, well, you you won't just see people cosplaying well-known characters. Like, you'll see your Spider-Mans, and for the anime things, you'll see, like, your Naruto's and Goku's, and for, you know, you'll, you'll see people dressing as, like, King Leonidas from 300 and stuff, and all that stuff is really cool, but then you get people who are cosplaying as, like, internet phenomenons. Like, I've seen three Rick Astleys just just <laughs> out there having, having a good time, you know? We, seen, we, we've counted six Eric Render King Fisks out yeah, there. Yeah, so... 
Like it's just it, people are people try to well they they cosplay because they can. It's it's not something you can normally do. It's kind of like you know it's kind of like Halloween except it's even bigger. You know, like people you know people get to say hi. You know, show off the stuff that they do and 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 cosplaying is great and it's just one of the many facets of all the crazy things you could do here. You know, like mm-hmm. they're like if you go to one of the video game booths, they're like the producers, the makers of these things. You know, just hanging around willing to talk to you at like like as if you're as if like any of us are important but like you well know. we are important because i mean we are the ones who buy the tickets yeah, exactly. to see the show and we're going to tell our friends hey like you know uh you got to go see this movie like uh two years ago when we were here the the cast for hellboy Mm-hmm. Did a did a panel, and but they did the panel like right in the middle of the floor, mm-hmm. um, the main floor, and that place was swamped. And to see Ron Perlman just come come in, you say hello, say hi. I mean, yeah. it was like it's 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 almost it's it's almost bigger than William Shatner. Yeah, it's for, pretty you know, to some extent. You know? it, it, it's pretty nuts. Or was it um, William? It was it was at, the closest I could describe to it was William Shatner showing up in a convention during the eighties. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Am I dating myself, 70s? A little bit. It's okay. We're, we're, we're all older than we'd like to admit here. But, um, really, the, the interesting thing, you were, you were saying, you asked earlier um, about, is it a good thing that the Anime Festival has merged with the Comic Con? Yeah. Um, I've been to Comic Con for several years now. Um, I've been to the Anime Festival since year one. Um, yeah. And, you know, we, we do a little bit of everything but we actually got our started in anime, and then we spread out into comics and sci-fi and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's really a hard question. This convention is amazing. Like, there's so many people here, and, and so many vendors, and so many exhibitors. It's just, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I think, and, and I say this to, to the New York Comic Con with, with all love, because we love you guys here, and, and we want you to keep doing what you're doing, there just needs to be a, a tiny bit more emphasis on the programming. I don't know if you've looked at the panel rooms. Yes, the, we have. The, it's huge. It's huge. Like, like the IGN panel room is huge, yep. but then the other panel rooms, which some of them actually are having, like Stan Lee panels in, 200, 300 people. Yeah, like, I mean, but the thing is that there are so many panels here mm-hmm. that it's like I'm actually thinking next year I, I got to do a podcast panel. You do, I really you definitely do. do, I really do. But like, see, then then here's here's the issue: they'll put you in maybe a 200, 300 person room, which is great. You will undoubtedly get more people than that. That's, every that's every fine. panelist, even if it's the tiniest panelist undoubtedly gets more than the rooms can hold. And that's the biggest problem here. Because I, I love it. I love everything about it. But now that they're they're trying to make the anime people happy and the comic people happy and everything's split up and there's comics on one end and anime at the other end and everything's mixed together in, in the exhibition room, the, it feels a little bit as if there's a little less attention given to both. Personally, I think it's a good thing that they have eventually, you know, that they have combined now. Uh, but what they should do is they should screw it and just integrate the whole thing. Just call it the New York Geek Fest, you know, uh, or something like that, um, and just make no qualms about it. Same panel track, same exhibition room, everybody shares, you know, their their time, everybody shares their space, and we all just have a great time. And I think that can make this something that could rival even the biggest con- conventions anywhere else. So. Well, like you were saying, you know, IGN has by far the largest uh, mm-hmm. space the IGN theater, I think that they, like, if, if there's going to be a Stan Lee discussion, you know he can fill that IGN theater. Yeah. So, I mean, 
they really need to, I think, share that space and, uh, or at least offer other large spaces for, because yeah. it, it just puts, you know, others that want to see it out because they can't because there's not enough. You weren't room. able to get in to see the Stan Lee presentation. No, you? I didn't try. You just, you just, I would have choked again. <laughs> I had the opportunity to say hi to him three times in subsequent, you know, past years and uh, just. I I've said hi to him three times at this convention. I wow. can't. I choke. <laughs> wow. I've I, I've said hi to generals and heads of state when I was in the Navy and all sorts of things like that. But Stanley, Stan I choke. <laughs> well, hey, here's a, here's a question: If mm-hmm. we can get our buddy here, if we can get our new friend to get Stanley down here into the press room, would you want to do a podcast with him? Absolutely, but I can guarantee that's not going to happen. Oh, it's totally not going to happen. <laughs> no, okay. No offense to our new friend. Yeah. It's just, it's Stan Lee, and that's like asking, you know. I may uh, have said hi to him, but I don't think he's going to follow me. But but thank you for thinking that that is the case. <laughs> I'm flattered. Just wrapping this up. Mm-hmm. To people who would like to go to Comic-Con, mm-hmm. but they just aren't into it. They're just it, It's not their thing. What would you do to convince them otherwise? What would you say to them to convince them otherwise? Do you have anything else better to do? <laughs> like, no, in all honesty, like, this is in New York, which is, which is a fantastic city. You know, I, I actually live in New Jersey, but I've done all my living in New York. I do everything in New York. Um, it's in New York. There's thousands and thousands of people here that are... All, that are all into the same things as you. Like, what are you going to say? I'm not into comics. Are you into movies? No, I'm not into movies. Are you into anime? No, I'm into anime. Are you into video games? No, I'm into anime. What are you into? Like, eventually, one of those things is going to hit home, you know? And uh, one of my friends actually was supposed to come uh, this year, and he eventually did. And his first, um, his first reaction to the whole thing is, I went over the, the, the panel list, I went over the exhibition list, and there... It's just nothing that catches my eye. And I'm like, just come, you know, just have a good time. I think I'm fun. He came. He hasn't left the ground since. That's my, awesome. My legs have tired out before before that. And, like, to anyone who thinks that they won't have fun here, you won't know until you try it. And it might seem expensive, but, hey, you really only have two choices. You can either, A, pay for your pass, or, B, do what we do, come up with something to say, and... You get in for free, you know? As so long as you belong to a legitimate website. They, of course, yes, yeah. You have to have a legitimate you, you website. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say one, uh, something a little bit different. There are people doing panels here that don't have websites. There are people here who are doing panels that are just good at what they do. There, there are professional cosplayers. There are people who have devoted their lives to particular series. There, you know, there's everybody from, you know... Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and Ryota Nitsuma and the people from Marvel, you know, uh, talking about their latest creation. And then there's Anime Press Your Luck, who's, who's a person I know. I met, I met on the con scene. Um, he's, he's just a teacher. He doesn't really have his own website. He's a fan of, of Press Your Luck and a fan of anime and a fan of comics. And he comes here every year and he has a great show and so on and so forth, you know. And yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't have his own website. He's no one big, no one special, but fans like it. And fans love it, you know, and... And, and that's what runs the that's show. That's what runs the show. The show is about fans. So in the end, if you have something to say, try it, you know. Come here, try it. Don't flake, because then you're disrespecting everyone here. But if you have something to say, write write something up and, you know, 
a couple months before the convention happens, five, six months before the convention happens, send that write up to, you know, New York Anime Festival, New York Comic Con panels. And you might just be here doing what we do, doing what these guys are doing, you know, interviewing me, you know, or being up on stage with a panel or being in your own booth and there and, and you will love it. So I think the best way actually to get people into a convention when they haven't been there before is get them to perform. That's it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. It's been a privilege meeting you. Oh, it's been great, great talking with yeah. you. we got to be here again next year. Definitely. All and right. We'll, we'll be here next year, too. We'll be looking for you. Can't wait. Can't wait. Talk <laughs> to you then. A special thanks to Angelo from Disorganization 13, who spoke with us at last year's New York City Comic Con. Please do me a favor and check out his website and let him know how much you appreciated him taking the time to speak with us. Another special thanks to the entire staff at New York City Comic Con that gave us the great venue for this conversation. The Fedora Chronicles radio show was brought to you by Penman Hats, handcrafted bulldog tough fedoras made here right in the United States. PenmanHats.com We're also brought to you by Retro Go-Go with brand new officially licensed products from Hot Rod Deluxe. The vintage-themed magazine celebrates the heroes, cars, and style and culture of retro hot rodding. The Fedora Chronicles radio show is supported by you, our listeners, via our products that are sold through Zazzle. Check out the latest Modern Fashion is Dead t-shirts, coffee mugs, iPad cases, and a whole bunch more at Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. You can also contribute a dollar or ten through our PayPal account, info at thefedorachronicles.com. That's also the fastest and best way to reach us if you're not a member of the Electric Speakeasy Forum. Once again, that's info at thefedorachronicles.com. The Fedora Chronicles radio show was produced and edited by myself, Eric Render King Fisk, here at the Fedora Chronicles headquarters in southern New Hampshire. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. So with that said, this is Eric Render King Fisk reminding you to keep your chin up and your fedoras on until the next time. Thanks again for listening. <laughs> <laughs>